0: Good afternoon everybody my friends Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show I'm your host Dr. Matt Townsend Your relationship coach, your guide on the side Joined today with my team of sidekicks I call them my friends, my peeps, my bros from the hood
1: Yep, we are from yes Okay That is us I'm trying to be did all I'll,
0: hip, and you just came off sorry, like. A sorry, did did all of us missionary. grow up in suburbia?
1: Did all of us? Because I did.
0: Yeah,
2: I grew up in a tiny town. I don't think there was enough. No, of she it didn't to grow even up. have a downtown. How, so. how
1: close was how close was your neighbor?
2: <laughs> my neighbor, actually, the yards you, are pretty big. You mean your human
1: neighbor? We're talking my, your human. neighbor.
2: My human neighbor, not my cow neighbor. Uh, no, actually, just just next door. It was an old like lady how how, how far would a saw. door
0: be from your house? From our house. Like are we talking like acre said, lots? big yards. Yeah, acre. Half acre. Half acres. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a potato um, farm or anything?
2: No, we did have a, we have a raspberry patch. And really? we, yeah, we grow like stuff. Raspberries. Yeah, we grow, my dad really likes to garden, so it's really big. We get tomatoes and potatoes. Pumpkins? And green beans. We do do pumpkins every once in a while. Really?
0: Yeah. Have you ever had a pumpkin sucker?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have one in my pocket.
0: Let's give it to
3: Skyboy and watch him eat it. <laughs> just watch him I don't know if I'll like the pumpkin sucker hey welcome back Sky thanks Matt hey um we missed you yesterday I I missed you yesterday
1: really yeah.
0: Yeah. he was not liking you
1: <laughs> uh, no I was liking you just fine I just was not
0: no you uh, were cursing I, his name
1: I, I was a board op two years ago and you guys changed everything so
0: you're the apparently you're the only one that can really be
3: as bored as are you trying uh, to you somehow to give me a compliment mm-hmm. and struggling yeah we missed you. So what are you saying?
0: You're my friend.
3: Am I good at what I do?
0: Well, you're better than the rest of us. <laughs>
3: you're very good at what you do. Maybe I'm more valuable than you thought.
0: Uh, yeah, you are. No, you are more valuable. I, not than I thought. I know you're valuable. Oh, okay.
2: He just doesn't like to let on that he <laughs> <Yeah>. does that. <laughs> I
0: mean, we have to pay you want more. it to get to my head. You know, ounce for ounce, you're actually very valuable. You know.
3: What, what are you doing? The cord was twisted, so I had to spin my mic around. It was bothering me. How was the noise on that one? <laughs> I turned the mic off. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I thought <laughs> it was you were chasing a and I was like, I oh, right. <laughs> all right. All
0: right. <laughs> so where were you? Um, I, I mean, had,
3: hypothetically. I mean, not that you have to say because, you know, your employer is listening. I, had, I have like three or four midterms this week, and I haven't been sleeping. And then my internship starts this week. So What's your internship? I'm doing the live sound for Young Ambassadors, the BYU Young Ambassadors. Do they know that you're tone deaf? Uh, No, I haven't told them that yet. Okay, well they'll find that. (laughs) What they know, what they don't know won't hurt them,
0: (laughs) because you're so good. Really, really, truly, Bryce was not happy. I'm I've so never sorry, seen Bryce. He's never has that a laugh He's being of words. dramatic. I don't I'm know not. what he's talking about. He... Like
1: something would go wrong and I'd just be like, "Whatever." <laughs> well, I know he would.
0: But then I, honestly, and it, it's it's impactful cuz today's show is about friendships. About friendships. And I was worried cuz,
3: you know, he's your only friend. He is my only friend. And we about lost that yesterday. Yeah. But that's that's the character of a true friend. Even though he had to struggle on my behalf, he's still my friend. And through didn't through. he offer you a pumpkin? He offered me a pumpkin sucker. Yep. Very... I think he
0: was calling you that. Oh. I don't think there is a pumpkin sucker.
1: It's a
3: real thing. Mer- mer- get I'd like it, to see it. it. Let me see this pumpkin
1: sucker. There you go. Boom. Pumpkin, pumpkin sucker, right? Oh, there,
3: there it is. Is it like wow, pumpkin that... on the
1: end? Huh. No, it's like a sucker. I it's think it's a just sucker. flavor. I think it just has <laughs> nutmeg in it. Oh, what it's, <laughs> it's, I think it
3: is. It sees. Yeah, it, it is. Candy. That's good, yeah, candy. Yeah, that's good yeah. stuff. Um,
0: I guess I don't get one. Whatever. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, on the show today, we're talking about friendships. Now, think back to the day that you were a little kid. Okay, so for me, that's a long time ago for some of you. 40, 50 years. Yeah. For some of you, it was just, I don't know, yesterday. Pumpkin sucker. And <laughs> um, here's the deal. Did you have a lot of things you used to do that
3: you don't do anymore?
0: What was your favorite activity as a child? Boom.
3: I, I, my favorite activity as a child was playing basketball.
0: Hold on. As a child? Yeah. Five.
3: I started playing basketball when I was two. I kid you not. I've got coward. video footage. Really? Let's yeah. see it. i would lo- ask to my mom it. for it. <laughs> yeah, tell her to send that. We'll put that on the Facebook page. Hmm. That two, was my favorite activity. So two at two, you were playing ball. I had, a, I had a Chicago Bulls basketball hoop with a metal rim, and I had like a rubber ball, but it was smaller, and yeah. I'd sit up there, and I, my mom said I'd shoot hoops every day, all day. Really? And then I had my, what I called my bicket ball shoes, which were, that's how I said basketball. Say that again. Bicket ball. So I'd okay. wear my bicket ball shoes and I'd shoot hoops all day. So you obviously had a speech impediment when I was when two. I think I did cured. <laughs> Okay, so that's good.
0: That's good. So yeah. that, you loved basketball. I love
3: basketball from I guess birth. When my dad brought me home from the hospital, he had me dunk a basketball. Was the first thing I did when I got home. Wow, yeah. that's nice of your dad. <laughs> uh, how about you,
1: Bryce? For me, yeah. that would be a Super Mario World. That. You played Super Mario World. Uh, was well, that on Nintendo? So, so we were living in this like dinky apartment com- complex, um, and much like Bicketball, I called it the apartments. <laughs> the
3: apartments.
1: <laughs> because I was a very small child. Yes. Um, and I met this kid. His name was Matthew Stacy. Ooh. He was my age. Where'd you meet him? In the in the apartment. He was one of the kids around so, this so big you'd complex. You'd go play with Matthew. Me and Matthew. I called him Matthew Stacy from the apartments. Okay. And. <laughs> He had a Super Nintendo system. Wow. And so he was like, hey, have you ever played Super Mario World? And I was like...
0: My parents won't let me.
1: Well, I was just like, no, I don't know what that is. A whole <laughs> new world opened up to me that day. So that's when you became addicted to gaming. That is where my addiction starts. My addiction that I love so much. Is that when you started <laughs> pounding Cheez-Its? Uh, no, that was about, that was about when I, in middle school, when I started growing so much that I had to like had to keep compensate. up, you know, for all of the growth wow all of the, that was when the Cheez-Its showed up, but they both complement each well, other isn't so it well.
0: weird? Cause this is like you, this is the same thing you guys still like. You still like the Spurs when they lose and <laughs> stuff and you like,
1: I like hanging out with people and eating Cheez-Its. Pounding
0: Cheez-Its and playing video games. Let's find out what Merritt did as a child. I bet, I bet. she read I'll bet you bucks she read. I, I, bet, did. I bet she. Yeah. <laughs> did, you read, did you read early? I bet you read early.
2: Yeah, and not not like super genius early. Did they buy five. you a book
0: right when you were born? Kindergarten. They just put a book with you and let you
2: read. <laughs> My it. mom did read to me a lot when I was little. Really? That's probably part of it. No, I went through all of the Magic Tree House books when I was in mm. kindergarten, and then really? started Harry Potter. Really? So. So yeah. It was, yeah, big deal. But you know what I liked most about being a kid jumping on the trampoline.
0: Probably mm. is number one. Yeah. That was the
2: best. But yeah, don't I also, you wish you yeah. could just
0: go jump on the trampoline? Really though,
2: home. when I whenever I go home, I do. My dog joins me. It's really pretty well, when hilarious. you're
0: older. When you're like my age, you don't do. That. <laughs> I remember, you tried that. <laughs> you once. don't
2: do that, Matt. You tried it once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's hard. not a good plan.
0: But you don't do that. There's hmm. a lot of things you don't do when you're older that you, if you had done, if you had known, you would have done them earlier. Yeah, I mean, you'd keep doing them. Definitely. Pajamas, onesies. <laughs> Not a onesie, a footsie. A footsie pajamas, is that what they're called?
3: Footsie. Yeah, a footy onesie.
0: Oh, man. Those are, my son came out wearing these. Up the belly? (laughs) And um, it looked so comfortable. I'd give anything to just have footsie zip up one leg, you know, the one zips up the one leg and then it snaps at the top. I'd give anything to have one of those just to wear around the neighborhood.
3: You know, go get your paper. I'm sure you can actually get those, and I don't think it costs anything. You can probably get one for $20. Really? Maybe we should get him a Christmas present. Christmas oh you guys do <laughs> Matt's that. Christmas present. Totally do that. Would you? Okay. I love that. Any do you guys
0: miss anything growing up? I mean there's a lot of good stuff.
2: I miss like how un uninhibited yeah. you like you could do dumb things all the time <laughs> and nobody would care.
0: Yep. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Skyboy. <laughs> Uninhibited. That's Yeah. Uh, you you didn't care. You no. could just walk out. So, like,
2: now, if I'm singing along to the radio in the car, I feel self-conscious at a stoplight. Yeah. yeah. But when I was a kid, I could sing anywhere yeah. at any time, and nobody cared.
0: You know what else? I had a bloody nose today. A bloody nose. Full-on bloody nose. I haven't had a bloody nose since I was 12.
1: Did you, uh, was this one of those ones that you messed up a pillow?
0: No, I messed up my life. It was scary. <laughs> I was in with a client. I had just finished. I think it's because the room was really warm. And I got up, and it just started gushing. And I didn't know what to do, so I started screaming like an (laughs) (laughs) eight-year-old. Ma! Ma! I didn't know what to do. I hadn't stopped a bloody nose that was mine for years. Your
1: brain was leaking.
0: It was was horrible. I wish I had somebody to work my bloody nose, somebody to cook me the meal I want when I want it, somebody to cut the crust off.
2: I miss coming home from school and getting into play clothes. That yeah. was like my the best day. Did you do you know? that? Yeah, cause I had a uniform.
0: Oh yeah. At school. Mm-hmm. So like
2: you come home and you get into like those little yeah like leggings and a t-shirt. Yeah, well, in your great. case,
0: the overalls.
2: You know what? The bib I overalls. Did sport the overalls. <laughs> I'm sure you I did. I had the ones that were like shorts.
0: Oh, but those are cute. <laughs> when, I miss... yeah
2: when you're eight. I, <laughs> pigtails. I miss pigtails. recess.
0: Overalls. Uh, why don't they have recess at work? I don't know. They I think I, a bell should I ring and I everyone could run recess. out, play tetherball for a little bit, and yeah. then run back
1: yeah. in. <laughs> it, should, it should be like, they should have two recesses, like one of them at like 10 o'clock, <laughs> then another one at like 2 o'clock.
3: That should be mandatory for office jobs. Totally.
0: I think they just call it vacation.
3: Yeah, yeah. but they should
0: have it every day. Or like a smoke break. You know, that's what they do Somehow get
1: not about. as good as recess, though. Not you can't really. play kickball on a smoke break.
0: Well, don't you remember coming in from recess just smelling like a just wet dog? Smelling cat. like fun? But who cared? Yeah, yeah who cared? Because, yeah. hey, everyone smelled like a wet dog. <laughs> Those were the days. Do you remember nap time? Did you guys ever have nap time in preschool? I, don't, I never got nap I time. I did We had nap time and cracker time. And they were never the same time because that would be a mess. <laughs> so, by the way, I had nap time. Didn't know this, but when my wife and I got married, we – somebody – Brought to our wedding dinner, a picture of both of us in the same nursery pre- preschool class, which means I actually took naps with my wife <laughs> when we were four.
1: Matt, that's a little gross,
0: All right? I I know. We also apparently used to fight over the green machine, which oh. was a little a little bike that you would ride, and, and every, now there was only one. Everybody and now that
1: four. your car is green, um, <laughs> same no, fight.
0: That's great. And, and we take later. naps. I would give anything to have nap time. I remember sitting there and I wouldn't nap. I would just like let's get this over
3: with. Yeah. But I would See be, oh. back then nap time was was a bad thing. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, we have to have nap time. What little, if little did we know? Yeah.
0: What if a lady walked in and brought and rolled out these mats and everybody just you could just lay down on your mat and then they just turned down the lights and then they rang a bell and you had to go hit your mat.
3: Oh. They don't have to ring the bell. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's part of nap time. <laughs> they can just say time to get up. Oh.
0: Whatever. Um, talk about uninhibited. So I'm sitting there this morning, uh, just enjoying my morning with my cute family. Oh no, it was last night. It's all it's all a blur. <laughs> enjoying my night with my children, and my son walks in. He walks in. Which wearing, son is this? This is my ten-year-old. Uh, wearing, he reminded me of Sky because <laughs> he was trying on his costume for Hallowed Eve. Wait uh, uh, was it ha- all Hallows Eve yeah. All Hallow's Eve, and he walks in as a blue morph a blue man. He's in a, like a blue man suit, and he's apparently not wearing anything under it. <laughs> so he's he's naked
1: with he's a blue man commando. suit. On. yeah, totally going with a blue morph suit.
0: And you know you need to wear something underneath. Do you though, Matt? Well, he does, and anybody should because eventually he's going to go out and it's going to be cold and he's going to be freezing because all he's wearing is a blue
3: man suit.
1: Not the best insulator. But it
3: didn't dawn on him that um, – it just didn't dawn on him. Well, how, why would you need to put something else on? Yeah. <laughs> it's all covered up. And I'm like, wow. But he was having the best time just running around. No.
1: I mean, it does, uh, that isn't going to snag on anything. No.
0: no. And interestingly, it reminded me of Sky the tights yeah and just the just the cute little oh look at that cute little pumpkin (laughs) running around it's just they have no inhibition they don't care life is good wouldn't
3: you love to be that way now yeah that all you got (laughs) (laughs) no I really would I think about that often especially coming home from school and not having homework for us that are in college yeah did you and, know and the problems that we had oh like please. not getting enough pokemon cards <laughs> yeah or who took more <laughs> well, trying try really hard to catch them all all right well, where's my motorcycle <laughs> yeah. who took I mean, more macaroni i, macaroni I lost cheese. a batman when i was like in first grade or kindergarten it was the most devastating thing in is my that life. why you dress like batman no that's why i don't dress up like batman that's the batman only batman one lost i don't his do parents skyline lost his batman yeah wow i never found it i did not know i never found okay do batman. you want to bet some money on something not that we've my my parents took it or yeah, something for sure. No. No, you were, they were you were helping me. And they they had they, I had other superhero toys. That's what they wanted. They're tired of buying you superhero toys. So you I want you to use all the ones you've got, not just the Batman. So I'm just going to borrow it. I used it. all of them. But the Batman. I wish I could have found it. I'll bet your parents know. Go ask them about that. I bet they don't remember, honestly.
0: You are probably right. <laughs> They'd have other things to worry
3: about like your parole hearings and all those other things. Right? Yeah. Being a kid, you don't have to worry about that stuff either.
0: Friendships. Do you have very many friends? Got Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is going to help a lot, you guys. <laughs> this, is, this show's for you. Good. As adults, you need friends
1: mm. that play video games with you. Okay. No, that's even the worst part. No. You don't want that. No. Well. That's me time, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, when is other time?
1: The rest of the day is, I don't know. I have to deal with people all day. Man. I'm sick of it. Okay. I'm about to go to the gym with a whole bunch of people I don't even know, and they're going to look well, at me and see me. Well, you don't
0: do that. That's weird.
1: Make friends at the gym? Yeah. yeah don't, don't ever do make a friend at a do gym. Do not do that.
0: That's kind of awkward. Hmm. We're talking friends. As adults, think about it. Do you have a lot of friends? Are you very good at making friends? Now, it used to be your parents would help you make friends. They'd put you in certain places. It was easy to become a friend to another kid because, you know, we're just going to play with somebody's little Batman toy. It gets harder as adults because we don't have toys and we don't take naps and we don't you know, have play clothes we have to change into. We're talking friendships as adults when we come back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. If you're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Sky is about four licks deep in his pumpkin sucker. How's that going, friend? Uh, Good. On a a pumpkin scale from one to ten, ten being pumpkin max, one being pumpkin light, where would you rate the pumpkinification
3: of that sucker? I'd put it at a five because I... It's not solely pumpkin flavor. I feel. I feel like I taste caramel in this. You as little well. caramel sneaking in on little you. Little caramel sneaking in on me. What if I were to
0: tell you that that, that is not pumpkin or caramel? I'd be like, "What? Figure it out." <laughs> it's a special made sucker with a sedative. No, that's sad. I hope you like it.
3: Thank you. I appreciate you made merit. Give it to I me, know so. that's what
0: I feel bad for is that you basically and this really goes back to childhood. You just took Merritt's sucker. Yep. Now you're supposed to say, "Do you want it back? Do you want it back, merit?"
2: <laughs> and then my mom would force me to say, "No, of course you can have it." No, you, and yeah. you'd
0: be happy that you were able to give him your sucker. <laughs>
2: I'd be happy. For...
0: <laughs> it's service. Besides, those G- aren't give him a hug. <laughs> give him a hug. <laughs> we don't even know where that sucker came
2: from. That poor little redhead boy needs some friends. <laughs>
0: Somebody go be friends with the poor little redheaded boy. Give him a sucker. Oh, you're cute. Okay, uh, so we're now going to bring on our own Bryce Tobin. Now, Bryce, you you have friends, a few, and you've grown up with a lot of friends. Well, I wouldn't say that, but keep going. You've grown up with a lot of court-appointed friends. It happens. Uh, apparently, though, some of your friends are like. Moving on without you
1: well, I don't yeah that's pretty much what's happening Well they have to move because they have jobs and some of them get married and decide to become boring <laughs> and they, they
0: don't when they get married they don't decide to become boring
1: I don't know I don't know you should some of them are like, whoo don't have to do anything interesting with my life now and they, they, they call sprint it settling
3: into... down they're settling down they very much settle down too they settle they're, down they're hard. completely different people well you because you're nesting they're, they become serious. All right. I don't yeah. like
1: it. Not you know, all of them. It's
3: called
0: adult. It's adulthood.
1: Not all of them. But some of them are kind of like, oh, good. Now I don't need a personality.
0: <laughs> so what do they do with you, Mr. Personality, when they're moving on and they're done with you? Do they just...
1: Uh, they just they just move on. They just forget that I exist, and it's fine. It just hurts me all over inside, <laughs> and then I cry a little bit. But, but the reality is, now that I am an adult, I can't hang on to my old friends because... They're going away and we're not stuck in high school or we're not stuck at some sort of social function that our parents are making us go to. So I'm not sort of like corralled with all these other kids that I can make friends with. I have to go find.
0: Now you have to go friends. find friends. Let's go an adult. hunting, friend hunting, friend hunting. Do you have? Maybe your mom could help. Maybe she could take you to the playground.
1: Uh, that would be well. You know, fun fact: There's a playground right outside of my uh, uh, apartment complex door. It's I can see it from my okay. apartment. Okay. See,
0: so part of the problem is you've moved into a, a a family kind of complex. We
1: are like I think we're the only. My apartment, three single dudes, we're the only.
0: Yeah, you need to you need to move into like the sandals of apartment complexes Uh, just for the singles. But you moved in to like the
1: family complex. Yes, but I also wouldn't want to meet people in my apartment complex because then I would live near them and be they'd see me and stuff. So it's kind of nice to be separated from them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry. That's fine, but you know, when you go to meet people, Uh you find that uh, the people who are normal. The people who are uh, normal easy... like us, you mean? Yeah, people who are easy to get along with. Yeah, they kind of already have their own friends. They aren't necessarily out looking for more friends.
0: It's funny as adults, you're not. You don't usually say. We, I need more friends. Yeah. You just kind of, they just happen.
1: Well, no, no. What happens is you go, you go an entire month like, I haven't done anything on a Friday or a Saturday. I think I need friends. And you're like, nah, so nah you're whatever. Den- you're in denial for another three months. And you're just like, I haven't done anything interesting for about a few months. <laughs> and Dude, I need friends.
0: And ironically, that sounds like the married couple that you were just talking about.
1: No, no, because no, they say, wow, we haven't done anything interesting in about nine years. Okay, let's keep not doing anything interesting. No, no, they're, no, let's have they're more kids. doing
0: something interesting together.
1: Are they? Yeah. Sometimes, mm-hmm. maybe only for the first year or three or three then they burn out do
3: they have sites to like help you find friends like dating sites (laughs) that's what they need is a site just for friends just for friends I
1: I believe there's this one site that you can friend people Um, I believe they call it the uh, Facebook and usually
3: usually you, you friend people you already know I
1: know, right? Hold How it. has that dropped out? Like, here's the purpose of this. You can connect. You can be social with people. And now we're like, I only have this just so I don't have you to know, talk to you. You know, there's no yet. way that
0: Facebook thing's going to
1: work. I know. There's no that is, that
3: is not Like gonna you're going to connect
0: with your friends.
3: <laughs> no, but yeah. like looking for friends. I'm looking for friends' website. Um, well, yeah, they call that Craigslist.
1: Craigslist. There's do a, they do that? There's this thing called Meetup. Yeah, that's where people okay. get
3: in trouble and arrested.
1: But when it comes to those kind of things, especially as As we go and we're adults trying to meet people, the odds are good, all right, Mm -hmm. to find people. But the goods are odd, odd. (laughs) all right? That's a good
0: point. The odds are good you'll find somebody. There's lots of people who want friends. are kind of odd.
1: But you get in the, my favorite, I shouldn't say my favorite, um, one that I run into when I'm meeting people and I ask them what they're into. when you're out. They say, I really like Doctor Who. Doctor Who? Doctor Who, the TV show, the British TV show. No, really? Yeah. Really? Yes. Do
0: they think that's going to help anything?
1: Some of them really do. Like, are you serious? Hey, I like Doctor Who. Like, you can be into lots of shows. Like, you you, there's all kinds of shows that I don't like that you can be into. But if you're like, I really like Doctor Who, I'm usually like, okay, bye, 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 bye. Isn't but not
3: not only that, that's how they're classifying themselves uh, with the TV show. I've yeah, I've like, what what are you into? Just TV? Yeah. Is that all they do?
1: I don't know. You
3: watch them. Like when you ask them, what defines you? Well, a TV you, show defines you. Like well, like so, so if somebody said, hey, what do you do? What what are you into? What would you say? I play a lot of music right now. Guitar. Musician.
1: No, see, my next one, artist. People are like, oh, I'm an artist. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but what <laughs> are you that's, doing? That's a... Oh, I'm an artist. Okay. that's uh, What would you... you say?
0: So if someone says, hey, so what do you do?
1: I go to school, so I have that crutch yeah, for out. a little bit. Yeah,
0: that's your out. What do you do at night? Uh,
1: sit alone and don't see any humans because it's kind of nice. Cheez-Its. I do (laughs) Jesus. Lots of popcorn.
0: See, it's weird, and this is why we need an expert, because you would think you wouldn't need to, like, go to this formal friend site, and you would think you wouldn't need to, like, have a goal. I'm going to go make friends. You just think it would just happen with the people you're around and at work. That's probably what happens is eventually you're not around people at night. Right? you got to be doing
1: stuff. You realize humans annoy you, and so you just stay at home and grumble yeah, about it. That's another
0: them. thing, because maybe what if you just like being alone? Do you really need a friend? I mean, you know what my friend is? My cell phone? Netflix. Dear Hunter 2014. <laughs> <laughs> if we were getting paid every time I said that. Every time that bell rang. But Deer Hunter 2014 <laughs> is, that's my friend. But that's wrong, because you should have people. You need people. You die without friends. Did you not know that?
1: You die faster. There's a song about friends we're going to play. Is it they'll be there for you?
0: I don't know. We're going to have Sky do his job, (laughs) put his pumpkin sucker down and find a song about friends. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're coming back with an expert that's going to teach us about friendships as adults, why it's so hard, and some practical tips for making friends you know what? One way. Buy him a pumpkin sucker. He made, it worked with Sky, didn't it, Sky?
3: Merritt and I are now friends. Friends. I have two friends now.
0: BFF. friend, Best friends forever. It's cute. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back after this break right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking friends. Now, there's an interesting example. A bunch of friends, 20-somethings,
3: all living together. It worked, right? It works. They were only in their 20s? Well, it late 20s. Were They They had careers. I don't know, but that's 20s.
1: Sure. They were closer to 30 than 20.
3: Get your facts straight. Really?
0: <laughs> hey, we're going to do a quick check in <laughs> with Skyboy on the uh, pumpkin sucker check. Uh, earlier in the show, our own Merritt Meekum, executive producer, she likes us to call her, um, gave Sky a sucker, a pumpkin sucker. She was forced to give me one. She chose, out of the goodness of you her heart her. and the coercion of her partner in the show. All right. She chose to give you a sucker. On a scale from
3: 1 to 10, how is it going? It's about like a 2. Like I don't even taste pumpkin anymore. Has the pumpkin it's good. It tastes good. It doesn't taste like pumpkin. So on What does it taste like? Caramel. So then it's a caramel sucker. Yeah. It kind of looks like one too, huh? It's the old bait and switch we
0: call that <laughs> in my business. Starts with a pumpkin, ends with a caramel. Ends with a caramel. Hmm. Maybe uh, you'll be surprised when you see what's at the end of it.
3: Yeah. It's going to be a Tootsie Roll or
0: Bubblegum? A cockroach. Have you ever seen those? (laughs) Yeah, I've seen those. Those are neat neat little cricket. Well, welcome back to the program. Today we're talking friends. And uh, you know what? It's really interesting. It seems like we were really good at being and making friends as a kid. And then we get older and then we kind of forget the skills and we don't have our mom there setting up our play dates for us anymore. So sometimes it's harder. So we decided let's bring in a pro. Dr. Andrea Bonnier's is joining us. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, professor, and a writer. She has written the weekly mental health advice column Baggage Check in the Washington Post's Express newspaper for over seven years. She blogs for the Huffington Post. She writes Psychology Today's Friendship 2.0 blog, and she serves on the adjunct faculty of Georgetown University. Also is the author of the book, The Friendship Fix, The Complete Guide to Choosing, Losing, and Keeping Up with Your Friends, which you could find at thefriendshipfix.com. Andrea, welcome to the program.
4: Thanks so much for having
0: me. So great to have you. And this friend thing, it's funny because you almost don't think about it till you don't have any. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? absolutely true. Then all of a sudden, and then you're it's like, kind "Whoa!" Of embarrassing.
4: Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, embarrassing. I'm a grown-up. Why don't I have any friends?
0: <laughs> and then you think, "Well, I have kids, and I have a right. husband, or I mean, it's. I guess it's like we take it for granted. Is that what it's about?
4: Yeah, we take it for granted because I think you're right. You alluded to this before. Friendships kind of happen when you're a kid. You know, yeah. somebody sits next to you on the bus or. They've got a toy that you want to play with. Oh, yeah, okay, now we're friends. That was simple enough. But (laughs) we don't have that that kind of proximity kind of phase, especially after college. You're no longer sort of automatically eating dinner with people. You could be totally on your own in a new place. And like you were saying, you know, Thirty days, and I I haven't had a meal with any other human being besides myself, and it just kind of
0: happens. Well, and then and then you get I mean, if you move on and, and have a family eventually, then it's like I want to be with my kids. My kids are my friend. My spouse is my friend. But it seems like, and maybe this is what we're missing: there, there, having a real friend. There, there's a huge, uh, I guess, there's a major benefit to friends. That maybe yeah. some of us aren't seeing. What what is that? What's such what's the big deal?
4: Yeah, they have huge benefits. Having strong, supportive friendships. I mean, you would be amazed. Some of the research says that they're even more important for our longevity than spouses are. That they can actually really? predict our lifespan. Yeah, and I no, think a I lot of us that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they provide the escape from the spouse, right? Yeah. But I think you know. They, um I mean, they help your immune system. They help reduce your blood pressure. They they help you with healthier habits. You know, there's there's research that followed guys, even not even just women, but guys. They followed for fifty some years, and the quality of the guys' friendships in their twenties and thirties actually was one of the main things that predicted how long they would live. I mean that's pretty striking. That is. Yeah, pretty striking stuff.
3: That's
0: scary. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I gotta get on it. I
4: mean (laughs) I know. I know a lot of women are hearing this and thinking, oh I gotta get my husband some play
0: dates. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it it seems like um I've heard studies about friends at work and if you have a friend at work that you can share your time with and some interest with, it actually makes you a more engaged employee. It makes you more likely to stay around, more productive.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It kind of keeps you sane when you think about it. And I think the only exception to that is if the friendship starts sort of, you know, maybe it's an opposite sex friendship, for instance, and it starts getting in the way of your regular uh, romantic relationships. I know you've probably heard the term work spouse. Yeah. Sometimes that can be a little tricky because maybe somebody's spending more, you know, more waking hours with their coworker than they are um, with who they're married to. I mean, that's pretty common if you think of our work schedules. And if there's a real strong emotional intimacy there, sometimes it can create some jealousy. But yeah, in general, it's so great to have a friend at work. I mean, there are some pitfalls to be aware of. Oh, sure. A healthy, you know, a healthy supportive relationship with your colleagues can really serve as a buffer when things go south. You know you have somebody to support you you have somebody to vent to you have somebody to keep you you know keep giving you perspective maybe if you're in danger of losing perspective sometimes an uh-huh. outside opinion and it's a reason to look forward to going to work if there's somebody that you enjoy their company you want to hear about their weekend and and so i think it's vitally vitally important and it does help you be a better employee i think we often forget, you know, we think of friendship as a luxury and, you know, like with the parent thing, oh, I'm a parent now, everything has to be about my kids, but we forget that when we have the stress relief that good friendships provide, that makes us a better parent. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's a good, it's a good lesson to teach your kids, right. too, that, that friendships matter and that you make time for friends. I think it's vitally important to, to show them that.
0: Do you see a difference in the genders? i mean it i I've always heard people say, "Yeah, well, you know guys aren't as likely to have you know friends as maybe women you know you know they're friends they'll just come home and their kids and their family and the people they have at work. but I mean, is there a difference and or is that just kind of old thinking?
4: You know, I think it's both. I think you're spot on in that we do tend to see that difference. Um, But it's also old thinking in that it seems to be changing in younger generations. Um, You know, younger generations are much more likely to identify people of the opposite sex as just being a close friend. Uh Um, And you didn't really see that 20, 30 years ago. Right. Um, But, you know, in general, some people sort of think of, male-male friendships as kind of shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder. You know, right. they're standing next to each other. They're together while they watch the game, or, or they're together while they're doing something, whereas women are more sort of face-to-face. They're, they're really interacting, they're sharing and opening up. And I think, you know, that does hold true to some extent, but I think it is breaking down and, and changing. I think one problem is, though, we're so tough on guys with friendships. Yeah. You know, we kind of make fun of them. I mean, just the word romance. Yeah,
0: bromance. <laughs>
4: It's like why? Why is a guy not allowed to just have a friendship? I mean, it's good for him, and yet we sort of scoff at it. We have to turn it into something funny, you
0: know? Isn't that weird? I mean, that's such a great point because what can we just not go? I mean, I guess it's they can also (laughs) impact relationships. Like if it seems like it's like oh, like you're almost dating your best friend. That's kind of awkward. But if you're, you know, you know where you see this is at funerals. You see uh, where the friends come out. Like, uh, I had an uncle just pass away, and who spoke mm-hmm. at the funeral was the his best friend. And yeah. it, it was just amazing to see just the perspective of a friend that's been a friend for 60 years, 50-something years. Yes, yes.
4: It's so important, and I'm, I'm sorry for the loss of your uncle, but I think you're absolutely right. You see that, you know, at the end of people's lives, what was it that truly mattered? Yes, it was the family, of course, but also you see some of these friend relationships that really stood the test of time. And the sad part is, you know, our, our culture doesn't have a way of, of really recognizing that. I mean, there's no legal recognition for a friend, for yeah. instance. I mean, even, you know, that, that friendship of 60 years, you could be the closest confidant to somebody, you're still not getting into their hospital. Right, is you're not kin, kid, you know, or yeah. if you even... If you lose a friend, you don't. There's no name for that. You know, we, we actually call it sort of disenfranchised grievers—people oh, wow. who have, have lost a friend. But there's nothing. You know, people don't know what to say. They don't really understand what that means. I mean, that could be just as terrible as losing a, a close family member, and yet we don't know how to recognize that.
3: Well, in fact,
0: in quite case, honestly, so. the friend may know significantly more than the family.
4: Absolutely.
0: Because Absolutely. they're they're open. People are maybe more open to friends sometimes than they are even spouses or kids. Mm-hmm. They're trying to self-protect. What, um, it, you know, maybe the BFF idea is going to stand. Maybe that's going to be the acronym everyone will use. And yeah. if somebody makes the BFF status, then they are, you know, they can take over your finances. They can do whatever <laughs> they want. Maybe. If
4: they have that, that <laughs> other half of the locket, right?
0: it will be, yeah. <laughs> be a three-part locket. One for the spouse, one for the BFF. <laughs> And one for the person. Oh, that would get so messy. Because I, I do see a lot of spouses fighting about their partner's friend. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He's he's way too involved. Why do you you talk to him so differently than you do me? That's yeah. where the bromance comes in. Yeah,
4: and it's tricky because you know once you're partnered off, you're kind of looking for other couples that yeah. that met, and and that's tough. That's I mean, what hard. You know, what are the odds of finding another couple where both parts of the couple really match up. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. like your best friend oh, or your wife can't stand his life or
0: whatever. <laughs> it's so you know, hard.
4: Tricky. It is really hard. And that's why I like to emphasize that time alone with your friends is okay within a marriage. I mean, sure. your spouse does not have to love your friends as long as they're healthy for you. I mean, it's one thing if they're getting you involved in bad habits. but. Yeah. As long as they're healthy friends, your friend your spouse doesn't have to spend time with them that much. I mean you're allowed to have time alone with your friends. It is valuable and it's healthy.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a it's such an important part of our life. and honestly the the friend can breathe life back into the person and they can bring mm-hmm. life back to the family. We're talking with Dr. Andrea Bonnier. she's a licensed clinical psychologist and the author of the Friendship Fix: The Complete Guide to choosing, losing, and keeping up with your friends. You can find that at thefriendshipfix.com. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back and get into uh, what makes it so hard and how do you simplify some of this. With friends, this is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Sitting here looking at Skyboy. Skyboy, let's do an update on the uh, Pumpkin Sucker.
3: How far do you think that is? Think I would say halfway? you're halfway. A little halfway. More than halfway. It's pretty caramely. It's mm. now caramel sucker. Caramel sucker. So it's no longer no a pumpkin longer pumpkin sucker. sucker.
0: If you want a friend, give them a real pumpkin sucker. Don't don't give them half caramel, half pumpkin. Merit I'm just merit. Anyway, what do you do? She gives you her heart and you'd you badmouth it.
3: It's not a real pumpkin sucker. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh
0: boy. Today we're talking about friends. And uh, so Merit gives Sky a friendship sucker and made of pumpkin. But now we find out it was not pumpkin.
3: And I and actually I'm okay with that because I like caramel more than pumpkin. Yeah, I think I think so. So I now wanna.
0: rate just the caramel sucker. One to ten. Ten is super caramelly. one is boy, where'd the caramel go? I'll give it an eight. Eight in carameldom, which is a great sign. Let's go back to our guest, Andrea Bonyers joining us. PhD, clinical psychologist, professor, writer. She's blogs for the Huffington Post. She featured expert on Brooke. Burks, modernmom.com, also writes for Psychology Today's Friendship 2.0 blog, and uh, she serves as an adjunct faculty member of Georgetown University. She also continues in her practice, a private practice, and uh, also is the author of The Friendship Fix, The Complete Guide to Choosing, Losing, and Keeping Up with Your Friends. Again, you can find information about uh, Andrea Bonnier on our website, thefriendshipfix.com. Andrea, welcome back to The Matt Townsend Show. Thank you. Really, uh, this friendship thing, you know, it's important. We'll live longer. We'll be happier. But, man, it seems like it just used to be so much easier as a kid. I've even noticed with my kids, they can get in a fight with their friends today, and by, I don't know, you know, two hours later, they're ready to go play again.
4: (laughs) Yeah, isn't that
0: great? It's a lot harder, is it?
4: If only it were so easy. Yeah. yeah if, if only it were so easy. And I think another big piece is just proximity. I mean, we tend to develop friendships with people that are close by. And, right. And that makes sense. You know, the more we see somebody, the more familiar that they are to us. And actually, the research shows, the more familiar something is in general, the more positive that we feel about it, as long as it's not, you know, yeah. completely repulsive. So, right. So, the problem is that as adults, we start to miss out on some of that proximity, especially in this day and age. I mean, in previous generations, and a lot has been written on this, I mean, there used to be bowling leagues and civic associations and church attendance with the neighborhood potlucks and all those types of things that modern adults tend to think that they're a little too busy for, and so I think, you know, we work longer hours, we're more likely to kind of pull into our garage, uh, you know, after we come home from work, not really socialize, so we just don't have physical proximity to people like we might have in the past and certainly not like we did when we were kids because, you know, you're always around other kids right. at school and stuff. So, so yeah, it's, it's hard. And I think the big question is, you know, okay, well, does the digital proximity that we have to, you know, our 800 Facebook friends yeah. or however many, does, does that pick up where the physical proximity left off? And I have to say, probably not. Right, I think, no. you know, we're lonelier than yeah. ever before. So yeah, we, we've got this situation. It's, it's not uncommon to be an adult and to feel like, wow, I don't have any friends. And, and you add life transitions into the mix. You know, you get married, you get divorced, you get into a romantic relationship, you have kids, your kids leave the nest, you move, you change jobs. Any of those things can just be the death blow of the friendships that you did have. Cause yeah, it's, your routine changes.
3: It seems
0: like so, that your Facebook friends are kind of it's a different friendship. I mean, it used to be in order to gather the data you would have, you would mm-hmm. have had to spend hours talking to your friends. Now you just can kind of, <laughs> in a creepy way, just kind of look over the fence and just yeah. watch. I mean, it's it's creepier. It's And it's, it's not as rich, and it's not actually um, as invested. And so what I worry yeah. about is the day that you really need a friend. Yeah. If you haven't invested the time... Will you really have the friends there?
4: Yeah, that's so spot on. I mean, those relationships, it's almost like you're sort of pinging data back and forth, back and forth but there's no real interaction. Right. You know, and people don't really use the phone anymore. I mean, they use the phone for texting and smartphone internet use constantly more than ever before, but, you know, people are almost offended if you call them back. Yeah. They won't pick up. You know, we, we don't make calls. And so what we're doing is we're sort of... In interactions into these kind of sanitized things where we just construct a piece of data and give it to somebody else. We don't actually interact in real time yeah. where things kind of get messy and where you make yourself vulnerable. And so you're right, I think that's one of the reasons we're feeling lonelier, because when we actually might need somebody in the moment, we haven't necessarily nurtured our relationships to be available to that. You know, we're too busy just typing LOL after on some video that somebody posted and we didn't even bother to watch it all the way through <laughs> but we think that that's how we're connecting it's just
0: you know liking someone's status update and that's not really a, no. a very rich interaction no in fact at all. Andrea one thing we um, it sounds like you just went into a tunnel and so you're not in a tunnel are you are you digging a tunnel in your backyard uh,
4: I'm not. I haven't moved. I'm, I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm in my house. I do apologize. No,
0: you're fine. It's probably just maybe some ship or something, some spaceship is circling.
4: Yeah, I, well, I heard the NASA thing that came on on the break. It could have to do with that. It and might now.
0: have something to do with that. It. I, I think you're so right. There, there's something about the richness of mm-hmm. um, time and pro, I mean proximity. really uh, being in the space with another human being is so much different than even just being on the line with another human being, you know, and, and it creates this tie, the ties. And um, when you think about friendship and you think about everything's kind of moving to online and Skype is great and all of these devices that, that we have, um, what, what, I guess, where, where do you see is the, What's the long term impact of us, you know, just you're, you're, you get it. You've dealt with this. What's the, what do you bet is the long term impact of not having as, as tangible, close, one on one, proximal friendships as we're, as we've historically had?
4: Yeah. I mean, I suppose I'd have the optimistic answer and then the more pessimistic answer. Let's hear hear them. (laughs) But you know, optimistically, I'd say that hopefully we'll find a way to use these devices to be more real, and that maybe there'll be a backlash against sort of the empty, superficial ways that we have started to be connecting online. and and we'll be in search of better ways to use the technology to actually be in relationships. And so, You know, that's optimistic. Pessimistically, I can't help but think, being that our children are being raised from the get-go with these devices, that we might see a real impact in terms of how empathetic people will be, how people can actually tolerate each other's company, you know, how vulnerable people are willing to let themselves be and develop true friendships where you actually are supportive and when you're actually emotionally intimate. I mean, pessimistically speaking, I think some of the writing is on the wall that social skills in kids, you know, they're staring at their devices so much, there's something lost in the way of learning to make eye contact or learning how to tolerate silence, learning how to tolerate Um, you know, awkward situations that can sometimes make you closer to somebody by going through those together. Now we're sort of going through things alone on our devices, and we're kind of next to each other, but we're not really experiencing them together. So I I really do worry about that. And I do worry about the research that says that we're lonelier than we've ever been because in theory we have more friends than we've ever had before, but it just goes to show that maybe our definition of friend is really losing
0: something now in the translation. Oh, it's a, it's a big deal. When you, when you think back just to life anyway, I mean, life, or friends are already fragile. If we think about everybody we've kind of known and been a friend with, how many are we, are we still actively friends with? So friends tend to die. They tend to wear down or some just disappear. Um, what are some common ends to the friendships that you see?
4: Yeah, life transitions can be really, you know, really hard for that. And and technology helps us stay in touch. But here's the thing. I mean, sometimes friendships were meant to kind of fade yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. And now it's like, oh, well, you know, she moved across the country. <laughs> this this used to be the type of friendship that would kind of die a natural death. But now we're still connected on Facebook. Yeah. And Do I
0: have to invite have her to the wedding? Yeah, <laughs> it's so real. Yeah, before it's like, yeah, exactly. we'll never see them again. Oh, there they are exactly. now they want there to stay over are. at your house yeah when they're in town
4: <laughs> i know and it's so tricky because i think that's contributing to this glut you know yeah. we have so many friendships that maybe in the past would have just naturally faded away but you know oftentimes it's the change in schedule oftentimes it's somebody's going through something that's unfamiliar to us so now they've got a kid or now they've got an illness or now they're experiencing something that we don't feel like we relate to and we don't know how to help and and sadly a lot of times what contributes to the demise of good friendships is when somebody's really struggling maybe even with a mental health issue anxiety depression and it's you know it's hard to be a good friend when you're depressed and so the friends might kind of fade away at that point but that's sort of a double whammy because if the person is depressed they really need the support more than ever
0: Mm. that's why we got to figure this out We're talking with uh, Dr. Andrea Bonier, and she is trying to teach us how to be better friends and try to understand friendships a little bit better. We're going to take a break. When we come back, she's going to teach us about some signs that your friendship, you know, maybe on the ropes, maybe on its way out, and also some tools, some, some keys, some basic ideas for what you can do to make better friendships and just maybe even start some friendships We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we are undertaking the challenge of building better friendships. Sky and I have decided we need to improve our friendship. Some call it a bromance. That's mainly Sky. And, um, you know, I made sure you got taken care of with
3: a sucker today. So we should go play tennis after. I would love to. Let's I have go, a class I tonight takes. that
0: I'm teaching, but would love you to come. It's on marriage and relationships.
3: That's, all, that's the only thing you ever invite me to do is go to your marriage things. Well, I know, but if you were a true friend, you'd show up. I did show up once. Well, I know, but then that, you just talk negatively about it. <laughs> it was just a little awkward. I would
0: do anything for you, Sky. I even got you a sucker. You did not Merit. get me this sucker. Well, we twisted her arm. Yeah. Anyway. Are you liking the show or are you learning?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's helpful. Makes me want to find some more friends. Well, that's the point. Let's get to the
0: guest, and then she'll tell you how to do it. Dr. Andrea Bonnier's is joining us. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, a professor, and a writer. She blogs for the Huffington Post. She writes for Psychology Today's Friendship 2.0 blog. She also serves on the adjunct faculty at Georgetown University and is the author of The Friendship Fix, The Complete Guide to Choosing, Losing, and Keeping Up with Your Friends, which you can find at her website, thefriendshipfix.com. Andrea, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Thank you. Now, let's talk signs. What are the signs the friendship's starting to go bad? We know they're important. We're healthier when we have them. Uh, how do we know we're starting to you know, lose one?
4: Yeah, sometimes you can really feel it coming in your gut. Often maybe you just don't look forward to spending time with somebody anymore. It kind of feels like something to check off mm. your chore list yeah. rather than something that, you know, oh, yeah, I get to see her on Friday. It's more, ooh, I've got to go see her on Friday. And, you know, another big sign is that you don't like who you are when you're with this person. Maybe You Huge, huh? bring out something yep. in you you know that's not so good. They they make you catty or you feel like you're more competitive when you're with this person and after you hang out you feel kind of more drained like you're actually even giving too much rather than replenishing something. You know, it feels kind of exhausting to have been with this person and another thing I mean people talk about frenemies sometimes this idea where you know it's a friend but there's kind of this undercurrent of something sort of ugly oftentimes it's almost like you don't really want what's best for the person right you know, maybe you're you can kind of tell yeah I like her but you know when something bad happens to her you, you don't feel that empathetic you kind of blame her and you think she brought it on herself you know, those are all some signs that uh, something's not quite
0: right here. It's not here. jiving. You keep bringing up empathy, and I mean, to me, that's really what you know. Friends is about is that ability to read another person, another being, and to to start kind of um, attuning yourself to other humans. And yeah, and and that and that empathy just makes you a more rich person. It makes you. Um, it makes you more able to read yourself because in order to have empathy, you've got to kind of understand yourself. Like you brought up how you feel about yourself when you're with somebody tells you mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, it's, it's really about, it's about getting uh, a deeper feeling for other people, which seems like can only make life, I guess, better, but I guess it could also make it more painful. I mean,
3: yeah, friends yeah, can make I mean, life I- more
0: painful.
4: Yeah, I think empathy is so important. I think it's sort of the backbone of our society not going completely south, but there are definitely some people who are are so sensitive. They feel things so deeply that it starts to really get in the way of their own mental health. And so I think that does exist. But, yeah, you're right. In general, empathy is is so important. And when you're with a, a certain friend and, and you find that that's kind of fraying. Usually, it's a sign that something's gone a little bit wrong. Maybe it's temporary. Maybe they've just been getting on your nerves lately, or it's kind of a rough patch in your friendship. Or maybe there's a pattern that's developing hmm. that means that this friendship is kind of headed towards an expiration date.
0: Maybe that's a point too, though. Is you need to be paying attention and ask yourself: Are you a good friend? Right? I mean, are you? Yes. Are you a good friend? Yeah
4: definitely you know it's funny whenever i give talks about this or you know it's sort of like okay we're we're always talking about bad friends or when a friendship is bad and it's, it's very rare when someone actually recognizes yeah i seem to be that bad friend i yeah. seem to be that person i that am the worst friend
0: about. right no one owns that yeah. <laughs> it's interesting so, yeah, I
4: mean, I think balance is important, too. You know, are are your friendships in balance? Do you generally feel that you are giving what you're getting? And it doesn't have to be exact, and it doesn't have to be all the time, because sometimes they need us more, and so we step in. But, you know, a lot of toxic friendships, it's like they're so imbalanced. Somebody is always, 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 always taking, and yeah. somebody's always, always giving. And that's just no good either.
0: Yeah, I mean, just the—I I can't tell you how many times I've had my wife say, How come every time I go on a walk, we always just talk about them? Like, I'd like (laughs) them to know about me. It's just you want it to be reciprocal, right? You want it to be mutually beneficial.
4: Yes, absolutely. And I think that segues into meeting friends, too, because, you know, we can definitely talk about how to meet people, and that's important. But I think what a lot of folks have trouble with is, okay— I've met somebody, but what the heck do I do now? I mean, I, I don't want to be like a stalker. How do I sort of <laughs> ask someone out? And yeah. A lot of times, it's it's conversational skill. It's, it's following up. It's remembering things that they've said, and then the next time you see them, asking them again, you know, showing yeah. that what, you know, making it beyond just small talk. It's like, okay, we're small talk, we're small talk. But now, next week, when I actually follow up and ask you, how was that vacation you took? we're taking it a little bit to the next step because i'm showing you that i remember and that i was thinking about you and that i care to hear how it went and that's that's better than small talk so a lot of times yeah i mean you've got to be so careful not to just blab on about yourself hmm. all the time you really got to listen and engage yourself with asking a lot of questions i think that's one of the most important things you can do in starting some of these friendships
0: that's a great uh, little thought is i mean if people if you meet a lot of people and none of them kind of stick around, it mm-hmm. might be telling it might be telling you something that yeah, you're not there's not enough mutual benefit in dealing with you. There's some people that just kind of take all the air out of the room the minute they walk in. And you can almost see yeah. people just scatter from them. Like <laughs> get away. It's kind of like Eeyore, right? Yeah, in Winnie <laughs> the Pooh, he just was the downer and Oh, I can't talk about your surgery again. <laughs> Don't make me talk about your surgery. And you want to be empathic, but then there's the one that that doesn't have some social skills, and sometimes the lack of social skills keeps everyone away from you because you right. violate all the rules. They spend. I mean, I've I've been with situations where I could not shake somebody and I literally had to like literally my wife had to come up and say, okay, he can't talk to you anymore. He needs to meet other people in this room. (laughs) So you need to let him go. And the guy, the guy, it didn't even dawn on him. Oh, okay. Yeah, no big deal. But yeah. So, so if, if someone lacks the social skills, um, Mm -hmm. I guess those are skills you can learn. Those
4: are absolutely skills you can learn. And I think it takes really being honest with yourself and, And really looking at your patterns of these relationships gone south and saying, oh, you know, maybe I'm not listening as much. Maybe people are thinking that I'm just boorish and just, you know, climbing into the conversation and rooting around and then leaving it without even asking any good questions. And so I think it's tough for people to really take a step back. Um, But absolutely, if you notice this pattern of, I'm collecting friendships, but none of them take off, or, you know, I'm always inviting people to things, but they're never inviting me back, it could be bad luck, but it could also mean that you're doing stuff that's a little bit of a turnoff. But yes, you can absolutely learn some of these skills, and there are books out there to help. You might even consider just working with somebody briefly, I mean, certain counselors Um, could do some cognitive behavioral techniques to help you learn some of these skills, better eye contact, better body language to be a better listener, all those types Mm. of things.
0: What about, um, it seems like the best uh, place to work on friendships are the ones maybe that you've already had. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Because there's already a history. I mean, it seems like you don't always have to go reinvent the wheel. Sometimes it could be as simple as, a call, a phone call, where you're like, hey, I was just thinking about you. We haven't talked for years. How are you? And you might Mm -hmm. very easily just reignite the fire.
4: Yes. And all it takes is something small sometimes. I think you're absolutely right. You know, oftentimes we don't bother. Or the classic is that, you know, somebody emailed us. We didn't respond right away because we thought, well, we can't just do a quick response. We need to do something more thoughtful. Now a week has gone by, two weeks, three weeks. We feel terrible, and so now we mm. don't email at all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I'm such an idiot. And just, yeah, oh, so
4: and and then it's like, oh my gosh, now the friendship is on the ropes because we feel so guilty. But we'd be better off if we just. Send an email, say, look, I'm so sorry. I feel so embarrassed. I wanted to email you back. I didn't get around to it. Then I felt guilty. Here I am. <laughs> it's so nice to hear from you. Let's start fresh here. And, and little things, you know, instead of always just on Facebook liking a status, Trying to say, Hey, why don't we have lunch together sometime next time you're in town? Yeah. or you know whatever it might be, Just those little things can be so important. and And trying to use the technology in our favor like that. I mean, right. there are websites. I think somebody mentioned meetup dot com' great because it focuses more on, okay, I want to do some recreational basketball at night. I'm looking for a pickup game in person, live in the flesh. You know, it's not just online. I want to do a book club or a knitting group or whatever it might be. Meetup.com yeah. you know, is great for that. And for women, there is a site called Girlfriend Circles that is really about people just looking for platonic friendships in certain cities. And I think something like that is great.
0: That's well. neat. I mean, it's, the the thing is, is we live in a day and age where there's so many opportunities. There's so many, um, we don't just have to wait for the reunions and the funerals. Right. To, re, to you right. know, to refresh these, these relationships. What do we do? Okay. This is going to get a little weird, but how do you dump a friend that is yeah. just not healthy for you? You now have realized it. The courts have mandated it. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to walk away. How do you how do you do that? I mean, you could do it's not you, it's me. That's right. the old breakup line. But um how do you how do you actually end a friendship, I guess, overtly? You could subtly ignore them.
3: Yeah. But
0: how do you overtly do it?
4: Yeah. You know, you first gotta give yourself permission to do it because so many people I work with, they they just hold on. Yeah. I think women especially, we feel so guilty. So once you've decided, hey, I don't deserve this toxic relationship any, anymore, you got to do something. You know, a lot of people sort of do that slow fade, like you mentioned. Yep. I think that's okay as a first step, but the thing is, they've got to be following your lead because if they don't sort of take the hint and back off too, you know, you're not returning their calls as quickly, you're not initiating right. miss- as much contact. If they don't also get the hint, they're just going to be either pressing harder or they're going to be kind of retreating and wondering, what did I do and feeling sad. And that's not really fair, especially wow. if you've had a friendship for a long time. So I always advise something that no one wants to do, <laughs> and that is, you know, because it's awkward. Being more direct and you don't have to be accusatory. You don't have to treat it like some big drama. But you can say, and even an email is better than nothing, but you can say, you know, you might have noticed that I've been a bit distant lately or you might have noticed that I haven't been seeing you as much To be honest, I feel my life's moving in a different direction, and Mm. I'll always value the friendship we had. but I don't think I'll be able to spend as as much time as I used to. I mean, something as simple as that is is such a courtesy, it's such a gift to the other person, rather than just disappearing and having them wonder what's going on. Now, you know, if the courts are involved, (laughs) or if it's one of these dramatic blow-ups... Or if they keep
0: showing up.
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that might not work. Pumpkin (laughs)
0: suckers, yeah. (laughs) Then you got to say something. So you can't just unfriend them, huh?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's tricky. If it's a really emotionally, you know, tense situation where there's been fighting, there's been accusations, then at some point you do have to start ignoring after you've kind of put out there that you're not going to be, you know, in the mix any longer. At some point you do have to give yourself permission to say, you know, they they keep pushing with back with these inflammatory emails and I'm just not going to respond. But I think the vast majority of friendships where it's kind of like, you know, I just need to take take a break away from yeah. this and kind of move in a different direction. I mean, you can be honest, but it's hard. I mean, nobody wants to do that, you know, and, and friendships not assumed to be monogamous, no. of course. So a lot of us just choose, oh, well, I won't say anything. And <laughs> You know what? I've got the
0: answer. If anyone's really wondering it's used to work when I was a kid a lot. I just say, my mom says I can't play with you because you're bad. (laughs) And um, it worked really great. So, you know, just throwing that out there. I mean, I am a PhD and everything, but you know, I'm just throwing that out there. So Andrea, give us one more thing. Uh, I always like to know the one thing. So if you thought of, what's the one thing that makes Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing when it comes to friends? The
4: biggest thing is that they are the biggest thing. I mean, I think, you know, it's so funny with women. It's like all these self-help books, how to find a man, how to keep a man, how to dump a man. You know, the biggest thing with friendship is that in real life, our friends are really what make us. And they contribute more highs and unfortunately more lows if they're not great friends than virtually anything. And I think it's really important to prioritize them, to get away from the mindset that it's a luxury, to get away from the mindset that it's at the bottom of the list. It should be just as important as exercise. It should be just as important as any number of other things that we
0: prioritize.
4: And, and I think it's just giving yourself permission to have that night out because it's good for
0: you. I love that. I mean, really, every parent knows how important your children's friends are to what they've mm-hmm. become. And I think that's just as true With adults. Dr. Andrea Bonnier, thank you again so much. First of all, everybody go check out her website, thefriendshipfix.com, and go look at her book, The Friendship Fix The Complete Guide to Choosing, Losing, and Keeping Up with Your Friends. You can also go find her on Psychology Today's Friendship 2.0 blog. So appreciate you, Andrea. Really good insight. We're gonna take a break. We're coming back, and uh, when we come back, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna learn some uh, rules, friendship rules, you know, uh, for making new friends. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking friendships. Now, as an adult, it's just as important to have friends as an adult as it is, you know, when you're just a little pup. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you should only have friends when you're a kid. Right, Merritt? It's true. But you need you need to know how to do this.
2: Yeah, it's true. I used to think that you kind of, you had to, there were only specific types of people who could be your friends. And then I've kind of found that, you know, you grow up and you... yeah have roommates and things and really you can be friends or at least be friendly with just about anyone but even with that being said there are still rules
0: yeah let's get to the rules because I think some people even in this room don't know the rules.
2: Don't know rules. We'll see, but the rules. It's not like rules is for like how to yeah. go make friends. Yeah, I, no, I feel like no. the good doctor covered that. Yeah,
0: we've got that covered. But
2: no, like my personal rules. Give for me a which rule. Friends, I will make. Okay, I really only have two.
0: Two rules for the friends you would pick. So if somebody's out there and listener, well, land,
2: okay, I'm going to say three actually. Three rules,
0: yeah. and if, so if they want to become your friend, they basically need to meet three criteria.
2: They have to meet three criteria. Okay, Number one, I have to feel safe around them. So if they creep me out or they're scary, okay. So that's they get,
0: half this room is gone.
2: Half this room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not gonna point well. <laughs> fingers, but it's the two that aren't listening. Number two, okay.
2: They have to be entertaining.
0: Okay, so now that's weird because sometimes entertainment can get creepy.
2: Yeah, but see, creepy entertainment is different than the person themselves being creepy. Okay, that's different. Okay, and then the last rule is. I guess this probably should have gone before the other one, but if they think they're really really funny when they're not, that is an immediate they can So, if they lack
0: self-awareness. Yeah. And they don't know when <laughs> they're funny versus when they're not, that's a turn off. But if you
2: a are a generally safe person and you're entertaining, then you're you can you're a potential material. That's a good rule.
0: That's a great. Those are great rules.
2: That's my rules. That's your criteria it's pretty, set. It's pretty simple. I mean, there are other things like if you're gonna be my good friend, you can't like there are other boundaries.
0: Like, um You have what to about, like
2: movies. You okay. well, what, what, what if, like food. I get What if they when think like, like could you food. have
0: a friend that thought Hollywood was just a bunch of hooey and movies were for sissies?
2: If they thought movies were for sissies, mm-hmm. A, they'd get an earful from me. Okay. And then she would actually put her
1: fist into your ear. Like, your like ear will be filled a fist. with that Yeah, you need to finish fist. your sentence.
0: Yeah,
2: or, you know, I'll just... Okay, that's a good rule. Bam over the head with my DVD click.
0: So they actually <laughs> would probably, after that assault, would not be your
1: friend.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. Uh, Bryce, you've got to have some funny rules.
1: Okay. Um, so there's there's some good ones, case okay? so Things like if you are the kind of person who makes plans with me and then more interesting plans roll around and you cancel plans with me to go do something more fun. Um, well, maybe they're not a good friend. Well, exactly. That's that's one way for me to be like, I don't know if I want much to do with you. Uh, there are also other things like if you're really, really into... I, was, I got one. How <laughs> about dressing up like Star Trek characters? Uh, you know, depends. Okay? There's... There's cosplaying, and then there's being creepy. (laughs) Okay, so there's actually a difference. So, I mean, if they, like, put work into it and they go to events and stuff, that'd be totally cool. But if they're like, oh, I'm just in my Star Trek jumpsuit, uh, what? You just, for fun? Okay, what about this? What if you and your friends, um,
0: let's just say you were hunters, okay?
1: You've already lost me, but hypothetically.
0: (laughs) But, um, and what if you and your friends just you know let's say not like, you're not real hunters but you use an app you use a fake hunting oh, app you mean
2: like what is it like deer called? hunter
0: 2014 <laughs> and instead of like but but you would what you would do like for camaraderie is you would show each other the guns you've accumulated on deer hunter 2014
1: just so you know you never get to make fun of anyone for playing a video game ever again <laughs> just so you know mine's not a video game yours is a video game oh,
5: my I'm just I just want to make this go down in the books that you were saying you and Sky are pretty good friends right now.
0: Sky and I have always been good friends. Okay. I've been I only am hard on Sky because I feel so bad for him and I want him <laughs> Oh, the sympathy friend? Oh, no. is that what it is? No, so it's empathy.
2: See, that's against the rules. That's against that the rules. That would be thinking or entertaining yeah. you're entertaining
0: him oh, for No, I'm actually I'm not even thinking I'm entertaining <laughs> him. I'm actually thinking I'm keeping him alive. Sky's sure? the kind of guy that people would beat up. I don't know about that. No, I've heard <laughs> they would. So, Sky, aren't you glad that
3: we're buddies now? Yeah, I'm, we've always been buddies. We've like you always said, been buddies. People like think said. we don't like each other. We're basically blood brothers. Yeah, <laughs> basically. And
0: who got you into hunting? You did.
3: Darn right. And you're teaching me your
0: ways. Well, we just so everyone knows, we don't actually hunt. We don't. Why go out and hunt when you can just hunt? on an app on your couch on your couch or in your bed as long as you have energy yeah which only is about 20 minutes of
3: then you out. have to wait and get more energy yeah. anyway which is pretty realistic let's be real oh for sure yeah well you hello can't just hunt ha- in real have life you ever forever. been gored by a rhino you I wouldn't I survive I i've been gored thousands
0: <laughs> of times by a rhino i've just been mauled by wolves see good i've never been mauled by a wolf but, again, if this was real life and we were doing this out in the world, we'd both be dead. We'd both be dead Instead, now. you and I have experienced the world. We've both been mauled and gored. Boom. No one died. That's why we do this show. We're trying to help everybody. <laughs>
1: we, we try to simulate reality so you don't have to.
0: <laughs> we're so messed up. That's the, the, okay, I'm, that's good to know about you, though, Merritt. Okay, so yeah. you gotta, you can't be. You can, creepy. you know, do
2: some introspection. You gotta be funny. And you can decide if you're really my friend. What
0: was the other one? You can't be creepy. You gotta be funny.
2: And you can't. Oh, and you gotta know. You're funny when you're not. You yeah, you gotta, you gotta, gotta have know, some awareness. Yeah. I
0: pretty much meet that criteria, minus the creepy thing.
2: Yeah. So, oh, well. sorry to say, but we were
0: close to being friends. We're gonna take a break. We're coming back with Meg Conley. And again, nobody is more friendly than Meg Conley. Nobody. We're coming back with her. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Do you hear that laser beam? That's my favorite sound on the show, except for Meg Conley. <laughs> Meg Conley's joining us. She's a writer. She deals in womanhood, motherhood, spirituality, and all hoods.
6: Yeah, basically if it's a hood.
0: I'm If it's a hood, it. yeah. <laughs> she deals with it. She has two beautiful kidlets, Zuzu and Viola.
6: You said it right.
0: Thank you. That's oh, my goodness. Right
6: Only took six weeks.
0: She has a husband named Jimmy. <laughs> What's the, what's the husband's name? Riley. Riley. We never learned Riley's name.
6: Yeah, he's the best.
0: I'm putting it down. Riley sounds like a stud.
6: He is. He's such a stud.
0: And um, she also is a fan of Gary Sinise.
6: yes. Big fan. You Big went man. and
0: you were hanging out with him last yeah, time. we're
6: best. We're basically besties at this point. It's kind of awkward. It's Bestie. put a strain on both our marriages. Really,
0: because he's you know, your best friend create now. Create some distance, So is right? Riley okay with you having a famous <laughs> well, best friend? Well, like
6: I've said, we've had to take a step back. Yeah, so. <laughs> you're,
0: you're ratcheting Gary it down. Gary was very
6: upset. Leslie,
0: it's like what a ripoff!
6: Come on! Finally, I meet mean, Meg Conley.
0: <laughs> Meg in progress, by the way, is your website.
6: Yeah. It's um, a good one.
0: You're still in progress. Let's make a point still, there.
6: Still working on it. Yeah. When
0: will you actually be in completion?
6: Here's the thing. With my luck and my abilities, that's a pretty far
0: who far wants, off. Who wants to be finished when you could be in progress?
6: Right. Right. I mean, sure. It's a really good way to look at it. It's more fun this way. I, I yeah. think. I think. You learn something new every progress. day. Progress. That is such right. a
0: great. Now that I think about it, that is such a great site name. Thank you. Because it could be like, because everyone's like always striving for perfection.
6: Right. Blah! Right. Overrated. No. Overrated. For you're example, just... I had no idea what cosplay was Hold until I, li- I had to look it up while you guys were talking what, about what, it.
0: What, what is?
6: Cosplay. Am I saying it wrong? Cosplay. Costco? Costume. You said it.
0: Cosplay. When you're talking said it? about oh, uh, costumes uh, no, and Star it. Trek. Bryce oh, someone is... said it. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Cos, like costume write, play. Fine. Yeah.
6: I had to look that up. So yeah. there you go. You learn something new every day.
0: Um... Because you do that.
6: You know, I don't, but I'm not opposed to it.
0: Because I, with that headset on, you look like um, the lady from Princess Leia.
6: Well, there you go. I'll, I'll take it. You know, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. So good. I'm, yeah, good one. So I'm this far away from attending conventions myself. Okay, so, so
0: did you hear, though, that <laughs> earlier we were talking, Bryce was saying anybody that says they're a huge Doctor Who fan, they're not his friend. Really? He said that
1: earlier. Look, the the Whovians, is that what you called?
6: Uh no, I I is that what they're called? I, I know, guess I'm not deep here. enough into the world. There I'm you sorry. go. See,
1: if you if you say yes, I am a Hoovian, right. then okay. We're <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> oh Maynard. <laughs> that's uh um, snobby. So I
0: have a feeling though, Meg, that you're an awesome friend.
6: Um, you know, again, in progress. I feel like I am I am once in a while and I you've definitely been, fall down once you've in been a while. A great, you've been a great Absolutely. friend. Absolutely. You know, and it's well and I didn't understand how difficult friendship was once you moved into this state of motherhood. Yeah. It's been complicated. And I think that female friendships are complicated anyway. Well they are,
0: don't you think? Absolutely. More and
6: and motherhood can be isolating and you you feel like you have to devote all this time and all of your time to your family and to what's going on within your four walls. And it can um sap you of energy and again you just feel I felt very isolated the first year because I did not understand that I should be reaching out to the women around right. me. Right. And you absolutely should, and it's okay
0: to okay, answer me this. Yeah. I always say that to you. I think you're the I... only one that I ever say that
6: to. <laughs> I feel so special.
0: Um, okay, no. Once you're married, Meg, right? You don't need anyone,
6: right? But Riley.
0: And Riley needs no one
6: but Meg. <laughs> well, okay, the latter part of that statement is true. Absolutely. I Seems obvious. I everything. Right. Please, look at this.
0: I am his wife. This is
6: more than enough.
0: Yeah, No. okay. So,
6: <laughs> well, you know, so something interesting, um, some linguists think that speech started around campfires, yeah. that it was the men went out to hunt, um, the women sat around the campfire and skinned animals and butchered things and sewed together leaf... Things, Facebook, whatever they're they doing, did they did Facebook right, and and so that's where speech arose was around the campfire, and so I think, and I, so I think it's super interesting that some linguists credit yeah. women with creating speech. Well, how funny would so that be? Exciting. How would you
0: like to be the guys coming back from the hunt, right. and these women are making <laughs> these weird sounds? and You're like, what are they thinking? What is
6: <laughs> happening? Well, don't men feel that way yeah, most totally. of the time anyway? Now, and so it um, makes sense. And again, you know, you're welcome, Shakespeare, for yeah. giving you yeah you know, the gift of speech yeah. that came from us very, very exciting. Exactly. I think I think that whether you buy into that theory or not, as a woman, there is an innate need to sit around that campfire and discuss your life experience. Mm, and I sure. think that we've lost that and and I think that we are kind of trying to use social media as a way to make up for that. It's like this virtual campfire, and right. so and so you see all these moms that um, post about their children out there and um, and post opinions, but they're really broadcasting instead of having a conversation. Yeah.
0: yeah, they're mass media.
6: Right, and so I think that I know I was guilty of that, especially as I started to write and to blog. I felt like, well, this is how I'm communicating with the world, and this is the way that I'm. <laughs> Please, yeah, the world. <laughs> well, when I was first writing my blog two people yeah, reading yeah, it. Mom and but,
4: right, Riley.
6: I don't even think my mom was. <laughs> but um but um so I felt like I was validating my life experience and understanding other people's life experiences that way but I absolutely was not, I was just broadcasting. So you That's need cool. to get in there, you need to sit around the campfire or around the memes dinner table yeah. or wherever you go yeah. to get away and have conversations and and become a part of this sisterhood because not only is life lonely without that sisterhood, but um, it is of much less value when mm-hmm. you're not able to, to be a part of that. So Do it's you, important.
0: See, now it's funny because you, like Sky and I... We, you know, we're hunting buddies. I don't want to keep bringing this up and beat a dead horse. But we just shared a moment. (laughs) We don't want to beat a dead deer. Um, Again, we do not hunt in the real world. Uh, Actually, Sky probably does. He murders animals. I um, just eat them. But it's funny because we just, we didn't even talk really. We just shared phones. Yes. And I showed him my gun collection.
6: (laughs) Right, right. And he
0: showed me his. And we had a bonding moment
6: I think Freud would have a lot to say about that. Oh, totally. That. <laughs> he, no,
0: Freud called and he says he wants us in the next study. But uh, what's amazing about it is we didn't even need to talk, really. Right. In fact, honestly, talking seemed to be getting in the way.
6: Well, see, and i i can't even I can't even begin to understand the male bonding see, that's universe. That's because we weren't around so, the fire. It's so apart yeah. from what I. So if yeah. that is what works, that yeah. is fantastic. It's but all you need. But the thing, the other problem as a mom is, is that. As you're trying to become friends with women, you feel judged. Sometimes yeah. you're the one doing the judging. What are my kids doing? Right. Like, did my kid push her kid yeah. down? And it sounds so ridiculous saying that oh, out loud, but yeah. it's a huge problem, See, right?
0: And then like with my wife gets involved in all of that, I'm like, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> It was just an accident. Right. Whatever it was, we don't even right. know. It was right. just an accident.
6: Well, it's usually my kid doing the pushing, so I'm Walk very away. I'm very yeah. good at letting it go. <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
0: That's really good.
6: So, but I think again, I think that we need to be better about opening our arms to one another and overcoming that because I hate to say this and I know that this sounds so anti-feminist, but as women, we are our own worst enemies. Oh, I believe. So, it. we're constantly talking about this world that we live in, the patriarchy and how it's holding us down. And sure, I can I can subscribe to a few of those notions, but sure. that's a different show. Yeah. But um, but for the most part, it's that we are not including one another and we're not building one another up. We need to go out of our way. So as we're seeking friends, we also need to go out of our way to make friends. And those are two different
3: now
0: activities. Get into that because they also seem like different skill sets. Yes. You almost have to be an, extroverted, an extrovert right. enough to get the friend. right. Like, my wife will strike up a conversation everywhere we go.
6: That's amazing.
0: I won't. I mean, right. I, I will, but, like, I would never expect them to be my friend after.
6: Right. Right, right.
0: I usually say something embarrassing, and my kids roll their eyes, and we all walk away in shame. <laughs> but my wife will carry on a conversation. Life will be great. Brilliant. But then, then you got to keep them too. So then you got to right. keep kind of turning them and rotating. Right, them.
6: it's difficult, right? Yeah. So I'm actually pretty good at the conversation yeah, part. You're good at I'm that. But I'm very, I have a very hard time with the follow up, and and um, it's because I'm really an introvert, and yeah. so and so I'm I like validating women. I love sitting and hearing them and hoping to help them see that they have value. But I have a difficult time. Um, thinking that I have any value in their life. So they are two yeah. very different skill sets. You
0: have to have a little like sense of self, right? Esteem right. or worth. Right.
6: Well, and, and then find ways to stay in touch that maybe aren't traditional. For example, if some of my ward finds a Diet Coke on their doorstep, I probably was the one that dropped it off, and that's my way really? of keeping in contact. You're,
0: you're basically poisoning them. Right.
6: <laughs> Would you like some aspartame?
0: <laughs> Can I get you a poison <laughs> that is a carcinogen? Thank you.
6: But here's the thing: they love it. Oh, of course, they love it. So, so, but most women would be able to pick up the phone and make a call, but that's very difficult for me. So you need to operate within your Your own system. Make it work. Right?
0: Do you ever um, see like we're my wife and I? We're really we bring the party.
6: Right. I can see that. We
0: bring the party.
6: Like you balloons all Ew! the time.
0: And people invite us in and we just bring down the house. Right. Right. And we're actually the last ones to leave.
6: Right. Right.
0: Usually they they want us to leave earlier, <laughs> but we're still wrapping it up. However, we don't throw parties. Right. So we're not. So I wonder if we're losing friends because we don't actually, we don't ever throw a party.
6: Right. Right. Our
0: house isn't like real party friendly.
6: Right. 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 It's all the cats.
0: It's the cats. It's the cats, and then it's just the incredible collection of old newspapers.
6: Right, it's your hoarders with cats. Yeah. That's great.
0: But you know, it's also we have a our backyard. If we put people back, like everyone always, let's go, let's go sit out on my deck. Right. If you sat on my deck, right, you'd be a raisin, dried up, dehydrated, dead person. Is your house on the sun. Yeah.
6: Yeah. It's well, close that, to the that sun. That makes it. That makes it. Yeah. So-
0: it's bad. We spend a lot of time out there because of the cats and the <laughs> newspapers. But so we don't we don't throw the party, but we bring right. the party. Is it good enough to just bring the party? I or do so- we have to actually throw the party?
6: No, I think sometimes, especially because, again, I work better one-on-one or I, I don't do very, very well in a group. And so I think that then you meet a couple people out for dinner or you make sure, yeah. like as a girl, as a woman with two kids who... I love, but motherhood doesn't come supernaturally to me, so I have to escape yeah. once in a while. Oh, yeah. um, so we have a rule that I go out for at least two girls' nights a month, if not more. And Riley kicks me out. Like if I haven't had something planned, fine. You just have to leave the house. He just kind of
0: senses it's time. He's like, please,
6: <laughs> please. <laughs> All please. the kids are
0: like. <laughs> 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 So like crying. I have to do some damage control. Yeah.
6: So um, so then so then again, it doesn't because, as I said, in huge groups, I don't do well. And I think that women tend to congregate together in these enormous groups where it can be difficult yeah. to have meaningful conversations. And so I think that you can just, you know, step out of your son house yeah. and maybe meet a couple somewhere. To and that be, same thing applies it. to women. You, to you mothers. just are
0: saying, though, you need to know yourself.
6: Right, right. You don't really have to well. force yourself. Because for a long time, I tried to force myself to be the kind of friend my other friends were, mm-hmm. and and in some ways, that's been good, and I've grown because of that. But in other ways, oh my goodness, I just completely fell flat on my face because it was their skill sets. Oh, some were actually very much better than mine, and some were yeah. some were different, and I couldn't operate right. within them. So we shouldn't be hard on ourselves, but we do need to understand how we can reach out to people I, and make them feel validated.
0: Have you? <laughs> Have you ever participated in these Ragnar, the Ragnar races?
6: No, that's enough. I don't run. Okay. I might be the only woman in Utah who doesn't well,
0: run. Well no, you're you're probably the only one that admits it. <laughs> and so I mean, but if I tried to go running with friends, right. I've tried right, it. Right. And I died. Right, right. And I'm the guy that's like, I can't talk and <laughs> yeah. run. And so why right. am I going with all of you? <laughs>
5: right, right. <laughs> so these are crying. But then
0: you try to then it becomes this weird you know, I'll just run in my basement.
6: Right, right, right.
0: You all just skedaddle.
6: Right, right. I'll, right. I'd love to
0: drive the car at Ragnar. Right. Actually, I wouldn't even mind Ragnar because then you can just go run because you run, run in legs. And...
6: Right, right. I
0: don't know. But it
6: hasn't been well. For example, okay, so I'm, I'm. Well, I always say I'm a writer, not a blogger, but I do have a blog, and there, there are all these um cult weird cultural rights and expectations within blogging, and for a long time, I tried to adhere to them, and there's a lot of like taking pictures of yourselves at parties, yeah, with like selfies. Props. I I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah,
6: well to him. I feel very right. uncomfortable. No, I, why am I doing this? Why huge. am I doing this? Right? Yeah. So I finally decided to stop. And I stopped attending the conferences and I stopped taking pictures with like hearts in front of my face, <laughs> which was really, really nice. And and then I started communicating <laughs> with them on my own level. Okay, so I think that we can apply that to whatever our skill set is in life or whatever the expectations are. I mean, sometimes if you're in a neighborhood, uh, church group, whatever. There are certain expectations that just make you uncomfortable. You don't have to be uncomfortable. You just get to create your own.
0: I love that. Yay! That is my life. Everything I do, go. I do it my way. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it sounds selfish. Sinatra, but it's totally Sinatra. As and long that's, as you're
6: using it to connect with others. Yeah. I
0: mean, right. you use your gifts, your skill set. Right. Right. I still do like to take pictures with a mustache, little sure. mustache well, thing. Well, I,
6: mean, I mean, right. Yeah. To I like That's great. That's
0: great. But I'm the same way. Everyone, my wife's always, oh, what was it? There was a, a movie star. I was on a TV daytime show, and a movie star was on it. Yeah and then it actually just happened again Ann Romney was on it
6: oh I love Ann
0: well people are like texting me yeah get a picture with Ann Romney get a picture with <laughs> yeah. Ann Romney I'm like no no I'd rather take a bullet <laughs> yeah right is, in my forehead I'm not gonna easy. go ask her or this other movie stuff now I I awkwardly gawked
6: <laughs> right right
0: from afar
6: which is far less creepy yeah I'm yeah I'm sure yeah I'd rather be what a creeper than like, just staring at me like, with his like, mouth yeah, open exa-
0: can Matt. you get that guy to shut his mouth oh he's sorry he's our marriage expert <laughs> But I'd rather, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know. That's weird. Right. But see, that's, we're weird.
6: Right, right. Well I'm, you notice that? I'm, I'm willing to admit that. But I think that if we can stop judging ourselves, we can also start extending that same compassion and tolerance yeah. to others. Because I've been in so many mom groups where the, um, the conversation suddenly turns to, can you believe what so-and-so's child yeah. did the other day? Don't blah, blah, blah. go there. It's so ridiculous. It's such a waste of our time. It's so unsisterly. I mean, there's other words for it, but I can't say them on BYU radio. Yeah, it is. Good way to control yourself. Thank you. But um, but what a waste of time. Like we're here to validate one another and to lift one another up.
0: See that's... and we're
6: all learning. Okay, this is how you shut that
0: down in a second. Can you believe Stacy did that? I'm like, did you hear that Stacy's mom died? (laughs) Right. And they shut right up.
6: And it's awkward when Stacy's mom is at church the next Sunday, but whatever. 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 It's not my problem. (laughs) It's not your problem.
0: (laughs) I shut him up. Um, Man, I, Meg, you know, you're weird.
6: Well, here's the thing women around campfires invented speech that's what happens when we gather together and we do and we communicate with one another okay and so if we gather together to tear one another down not only is a waste of time but what could we be building up right now like what magnificent thing could we all be creating together right i agree that's exciting that's way exciting but i am weird
0: but let's 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 play equal time okay women around campfires invented um speech right man around campfire invented s'mores
6: s'mores are the worst right no, what? Uh, is that not s'mores? Right. Yeah. Bad. It's, it's I a double. Had, I haven't it's had a one t- since I was It's 10. like a double
0: entendre. Is that what that is? It's it's two words. It's <laughs> s'mores. Like, give me some more.
6: Right. Right. And
0: it's an actual no, name. The word s'mores. Play, the
6: wordplay is very nice, but I mean, it's like chocolate. goopy. Oh. The chocolate never like actually melts, oh, and so it's Meg. like cold chocolate without. LA. <laughs> so hey,
0: Sky. She's not coming. <laughs> I've Let's never go to break. break. <laughs> you know what uh, we do? We after hunting, <laughs> right, Sky and I. We go make s'mores in the microwave.
6: Do you? Yep. I we mean, don't even be, need
0: a fire anymore.
6: I'm just like, you could have s'more or you could have a pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Why? Like, I feel like if you're going to eat the calories, do it right. Why
0: choose? Okay. Why not have both?
6: Okay, okay. I can follow you there. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. By
0: the way, have you ever tried to make a s'more out of ice cream? Not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> not easy. <sighs> Meg in progress. She's still in progress. Still working on it. But she's amazing. You know. She knows it. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're coming back. I'm pretty sure we've got some friend pickup lines coming up. We're going <laughs> how to teach you how to pick up a friend.
6: I could use this.
0: I've got a great one about Jamaica. We'll talk about it after the break. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM. Welcome back, friends, to the game show we call Friend Pickup Lines. Is that what we're calling it, Hannah Montana?
5: Yeah, that's what we're going to call it.
0: Um, I I didn't ever realize I was trying to pick up friends with a line, but let's try it. Why not? (laughs) Okay, give us something. You went and you surveyed the entire uh, floor of our producers and you found what?
5: I found some very interesting ways that I don't know if these are, I don't see how these, some of these could be successful. (laughs) Do these people have
0: friends? Did you ask them as a qualifying question?
5: It kind of surprised me. A lot of people that I would have thought would be more social, um, pretty interesting ones. I think my favorite was if you're at the grocery store, just walk up to a stranger and say, I eat food too. Want to be friends? So it's, yeah. it's kind of a bumpy. It was pretty uh, pretty. It's
1: either a friend or a restraining order, yeah. either or might Please, be a win. You
0: know what? That's right about, <laughs> so that's right chance. when you get
1: sprayed with pepper spray. <laughs> well,
5: that's,
1: that's actually
0: an invitation for pepper spray. Because
5: everyone thinks being polite is flirting. So you have yeah. to just be, you know, really careful, especially if it's with the opposite sex. Um, but... One that we actually, me, Merritt, and Bryce thought was pretty good. Merritt said that when she was in London, um, they said if you complained about the public transportation, you would make a friend. And I oh, think the same really? is true. That's true. Like you
0: if, complain yeah. about something. Like
6: yeah, a, like a cultural. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. really
0: good. No, nothing, nothing draws a friend more than a really good complaint.
6: Yeah. Misery loves company. Uh huh. Like, there's a whole saying for that. That's brilliant. Is there? I just said it. Oh, you're the writer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, write that one down. That's a good one. Use that on your blog. Hey, um, what about this one? Um, Yoda like you does.
6: <laughs> Everybody just left the room. <laughs> Mate, you forgot
1: a pronoun in that sentence. It's oh. Yoda, like you, he does.
0: Oh, I didn't say he. He does.
1: <laughs>
0: um Do you guys like that one? Like so, I mean, would that pick up some of these cause?
6: If you're at Comic-Con, right? That yeah. would work out. I mean,
1: that no, would pick they would, people they up. They'd they look at you and go, you're trying too hard. And then they would shun you. You'd be shunned by the Comic-Con people. Oh, that is low. How low do you have to be to be shunned? I, I thought they would
0: like it if I went into my role.
5: Hmm. No. Are you going to have green ears and everything?
0: No. I would just throw that out, like, at the grocery store to some, like, mother.
6: To a mother. That's even more terrifying. I think. Well, what, if she,
0: what if she has buns on her ears and looks like Princess Leia?
5: Sure. Yeah. That yeah. This great. is this is constructive stuff. I've, <laughs> I think the only, like, really, though, as an adult, the only two ways you can really go about it without being creepy is either complain about something or compliment someone. Yeah. Compliment. That's the way that I always go. Compliments are a good one. I yeah.
0: like, though, just, I'm lonely. <laughs> Matt need a friend.
1: That's, say that in the middle of a date. Be like, oh hey, what are you up to? I'm so lonely. <laughs> no, but you don't say it you don't
0: say it on a date. You just like let's say you're out to dinner with your wife's friends' husbands and you don't know anyone. Which any is of
6: always them. awkward anyways, because yeah. the two wives are talking uh-huh. and the husbands are like so, And then you've kind of you gone
0: you through so deer? Deer? what do you do? Right. Hey, do you hunt on Hunt Deer Hunter 2014? Right. Uh stuff like that. <laughs> then Um, once all that chit-chat's over, I look over and I'm like, look, can I get serious? (laughs) And they'll say, well, yeah. And I'm like, I'm lonely. (laughs) Matt needs friends. Don't you think that would work?
5: I think that's probably as successful as making a listing on Craigslist, which some people do so Lonely. I've seen those that's super creepy right well, I like, unless a, someone here has done it I think like on a scale of 1 to 10 it's like a 13 but, see, I don't yeah, know, but is I that so. I
0: don't know if that's any more creepy than looking for a roommate
6: Craigslist is creepy anyways posting any but if
0: you're looking for a roommate to me that's a guy that's gonna sleep in your room next to you like if you're just her friends hey we'll meet at the mall I'll meet you at the mall Let's try a pretzel time.
6: I think what I'm hearing right now is you have an ad on a Craigslist asking for friends, and you feel the need to defend it. That's what I'm hearing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Is that bad? Matt is lonely.
0: <laughs> Can the guy... Matt's lonely.
6: No, you know the compliment, though? I employ that all the time. And they're genuine. Me... Okay, I'm not just bra- making things... Let's role things... play
0: it. Hey, like, how you doing?
6: I, I'm great. You've I... got really nice glasses. Where'd you get those from?
0: The glasses store.
6: Okay, and then you start talking about that.
0: My glasses? Yeah.
6: Yeah, keep about, going. you just no, you keep, like take let's it from keep there. Going. But if you find something super genuine, and women don't get complimented enough, you tell them they have beautiful eyes, you know especially what? coming from another girl, it's more meaningful than coming from another guy. I'm sorry. Is it really? Yeah, because girls don't say nice things like that very what often. What about this
0: one? Hey, your eyes are straight now. <laughs>
6: right. Well, if I had severely crooked eyes, that would be a huge compliment.
0: See, I'm not good at the friend thing.
6: Yeah, I, Yeah, do you have any?
0: I did. <laughs> my wife keeps saying we need more friends.
6: My husband says that all the time cuz I'm very like happy just being
0: in i like to just house, be alone. Right. Yeah. In my footsies Right. With a game in my hand. Uh, what what game would that be, Matt? Well, I'll go for Rhinoceros as a game. I'll go for Oh, you mean Deer Hunter 2014? And but I'll take all the game in the game.
6: Right. Right.
0: I just want to be alone maybe it's because i'm with people all day
6: right right
0: is that what does that happen to you yeah well you're right
6: yeah right so. so you
0: probably just want to be with Riley
6: yeah right right and zuzu and viola, and viola honey
0: viola honey meg conley go myth, make a friend the legend <laughs> a challenge for meg conley go make a friend give her a compliment and then say me lonely And see how that works.
6: Formulated success.
0: Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again tomorrow with more tools, ideas to give you a leg up in this crazy thing we call life. Thanks for joining us. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio.